What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. All right. Well, praise the Lord. If you uh, if you have your Bibles, and I, I hope you do, get them ready there and just uh, to, uh, first of all, let's just start with a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for your word this morning or today. Lord, your word is life. Your word is light to us. Your word, Lord, is, is, is truth. And we want tonight, Lord, to be receivers of the truth. Lord, we pray, so help us now as we as we receive the truth from you, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, now, if you have your Bible, I hope you do, and then uh, if you turn to Genesis chapter 37, we're gonna be looking at a portion in here, Genesis 37, and a few verses from 13 to 16 in Genesis 37, and so um, here's what it says in Genesis 37, verse 13, okay. And Israel said unto Joseph, do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem. Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said unto him, here am I. And he said unto, said to him, go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren and with, thy, and with the well with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vale of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. And a certain man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field, and the man asked him, saying, what seekest thou? So, okay, Jason, what seekest thou? No, just a seed, okay. <laughs> what seekest thou? All right, sorry. And, and, and he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they feed their flocks, all right? Now, here's the issue for tonight. The Lord Jesus Christ has commanded each one of us to bring the gospel to the lost. We've been singing about that, been praying about that, and God says that those who bring the gospel to the, the lost are beautiful. As a matter of fact, it says their feet are beautiful, all right? So the question is for us, how do I do that? And what is that beauty? 
that God wants to see? Well, the answer to this question is always for these type of questions, our pattern is the Lord Jesus Christ. But we do not see the Lord Jesus Christ only in the New Testament. He's also in the Old Testament. And the great treasure of the Old Testament is in the types. It's in the symbols. It's in the representations, the representatives of him. And the Old Testament is full of the types and the symbols and the representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we miss to see beyond the immediate, to see through to the types of the Lord Jesus, we miss the whole treasure. We miss the whole treasure of the Old Testament. That just becomes a book of very interesting stories and histories and things like that, but we miss the real treasure. The real treasure is in the types of the Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest value in studying Joseph is to see Joseph as a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in Genesis 37, 14, what we just read here, Joseph was told by his father, go to your brothers. That's like God telling us, go to the lost. Now, the thing, the thing you always think about is Joseph. You think about Joseph, you always think about the coat, the coat. Joseph wore a coat of many beautiful colors. That was outwardly, but inwardly, Joseph wore another coat of many beautiful colors. And those were the beautiful colors of Joseph's character that reflected some of the beautiful colors of the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, today, as we study Joseph going to his lost brothers, we're going to see six beautiful colors of the inward coat of Joseph's character. Okay, now, first, among the many colors in the coat of Joseph's character was the beauty of Joseph having seen the cost of going to the lost, going to his lost brothers, and agreeing. He saw the cost, and he agreed. You know, Joseph's father said to him in verse 14, and he said unto him, go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren and well with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vale of Hebron and came to Shechem. Can you imagine? that Jacob and Joseph were all home alone. It was wonderful. They were home alone. They were like, think of them home alone. And, and we talked about tonight the you know, beauty of living in San Diego. They were home alone in San Diego, okay? And, and the last word was that Joseph's brothers were, they were far, they were in Los Angeles, all right? And Jacob is sending Joseph to walk, because this is the distance we're talking about from Hebron to Shechem. To go, Joseph saying, Joseph, go walk to Los Angeles, find out how they are, and then walk back and tell me. And you think we have challenges in life? <laughs> okay. And go for Joseph means to walk the distance from San Diego to Los Angeles and back. Go means to walk alone, and it was dangerous because there were wild animals there. There were lions. There were bears along the way there. Go means to go alone to the brothers that hated him so much they couldn't say shalom to him. They could not speak peaceably. It says they could not speak peaceably to him means they could not say shalom to him. I mean, this reminds me of Adina and Randy uh, from Mission Valley Community Chapel who went to Jos, Nigeria. They're in Jos, Nigeria now. Now, 
It's not that it's not that Joss Nigeria is a particularly safe place. I mean, it's a, but it's not a Muslim city. It's a it's a it's a predominant population in Jossar. They consider themselves Christians, not Muslims, and that's where Adina and Randy w- have worked for years as as SIM missionaries among Christians with the Hillside Christian Academy. And you know, for them, life is stable, relatively speaking. Life is is comfortable, relatively speaking. Life is predictable. I mean, life is relatively safe. And that's important when you're in your late 50s, <laughs> okay? Their mission, SIM, they had one missionary in the northern part of Nigeria in the Muslim city of Kano. But in May 2013, Boko Haram targeted Christians in Kano, so that family left, and now Randy and Adina have been called to go to that dangerous place, Kano, and they're going. They're going to the dangerous place, Kano, and they struggle with, and Adina wrote, she said that a quote from Beth Moore really helped her, and Beth Moore said, when the call of Christ sears a hole through your self-protectiveness, you go wherever he leads, whether or not you feel like you are fit. And then, and then it also reminds me, you know, Joseph being called to go reminds me of, 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 of when we decided to stay in Ethiopia. I may have told, I don't think I did. Anyway, I, you know, I went to Ethiopia in December of 2007, and that's when I saw how desperately the people, uh, the people of Ethiopians, they really needed the Lord Jesus Christ, and I determined before I came back to the States that we were gonna build a company there that through business, that we would bring the gospel to the people. If you think you're going to Ethiopia as a missionary, forget about it. They're not gonna allow you in. But business, they will. But I had no idea how hard it is to have a business in Ethiopia. And if someone comes to me now and they says they wanna go to Ethiopia for business, I tell them I know a good psychiatrist. And we located in a Muslim cities over there. So the first thing we, we know is that we had to build this uh, half-mile-long tall, nine-foot, solid, thick, uh, one-foot thick, concrete security wall and with guard towers and and barbed wire and so forth. And so the builder first quoted us $200,000 to build the wall. Then two weeks later, he says, oh, no, I revised it. It's $400,000. And then two weeks later, he says, no, it's $600,000. And then then two weeks later, he says, it's over a million. I can't tell you how much it's going to be. Well, you know, this is a pattern that we had seen in Africa. And so at this point, because we'd seen this over and over again, we said, okay, we've had enough of Africa. That's it. We're angry and we're leaving. So myself and John from work and Deanna from the company, we made what we thought was our last trip to Africa and we were going to pack up the stuff we could, carry it back, sell the rest, leave Africa for good, say sayonara, we're finished, we're gone. I was angry. And uh, we were all angry about the whole situation. And so we had flown from London to Nairobi, spent the night in Nairobi. We were going to take an early morning flight, the next morning flight out to Ethiopia. We were in Addis. We were in Nairobi airport. We were ready to get get the flight. And we really had this attitude. You know what? Let the Africans fend for themselves. We're leaving. And I was thinking about, I couldn't get out of Africa fast enough. And, you know, I was sitting there in the airport and and thinking about this. and And I'm watching this young American family. And they were absolutely hilarious as they were going through security. I mean, it was amusing to watch them because the luggage was going through the x-ray machine, the luggage is piling up, and, and the x-ray machine, the young father's trying to gather up all their passports, 
and the and the legs is falling over each other. The young mother is trying to control three young children like herding cats. <laughs> and so it was kind of amusing, you know. So I, I walked up to her and I said, oh, you know, what part of the states are you from? They're from the Midwest. I said, oh, that's nice. I said, that's nice. Where are you going? I said, where are you going? And she said, Sudan. All I could see was red. <laughs> Sudan. My anger hit a boiling point because it was all against Africa. And I came to a head and I thought, Sudan. And I yelled. I said, Sudan. Uh, how could you bring your family to Sudan? Sudan. They don't speak with words there. They speak with bullets. I said, uh, uh, why, why, why would you endanger your family to go to Sudan? Why, why, why? Why you go to Sudan? I mean, the whole hall got silent, you know, because I was making a scene. I was asking her, why in the world would you go to Sudan? You know, the, all the world, the whole hall is like silent, you know, do we call the police, you know, they're looking at me. And the woman just looked at me with this innocent face. I was attacking her. Why, why, why? And she just said, because God asked us to. Oh, <laughs> oh those five words. <laughs> they burned into my soul. I mean, I looked for an altar to just get right with God. You know, I can see her in my mind right now saying to me, because God asked us to. And when she said that, I was shattered. And so was John. And so was Diana, and then, and there was a two-hour flight from from Nairobi to Addis. None of us said a word to each other. That was the most silent flight ever been on. And we landed, not a, and we landed, and we all knew we had to stay in, in Ethiopia. Why? Because God asked us to. And and and, and we didn't know how we we're going to get anything built, you know. But we said, okay, we're going to do it somehow it'll work out. Most amazing thing happened. The very best builder in the whole region there of Ethiopia, he walked across the street, he was working at the polio clinic, walked across the street onto our compound, and, and he said, you know, I, I, I hear that you, um, I heard you need a builder, and, and, um, and you need someone to build your wall and all your buildings, and uh, we said, yeah, that's right. And he said, well, I'll build it. And we said, oh yeah, okay, how much? You know, you're going to charge. He says, I'll build it for free. Whoa, he just about fell over. For free? He said, yes, for free. Of course, we had to pay for materials. We, we were dumbfounded. And we said, why? Why would you do this for free? He said, well, you know, um, I was a principal here for 19 years. I, I built the, the, the hospital and the, and the, and the, and the bridge. And, and I do this because I love the people. I love my people. And I know you want to bring jobs here. We need jobs desperately. I'll build it for free. And he did. And he built the wall for $200,000. And, and, and he built all of our buildings. And then the Swedish people that owned the polio clinic got mad at him for spending so much time. They fired him. We hired him. So that was a good thing. But, now, why did that family leave the States and go to Sudan, even though it was dangerous? Because God asked him to. Why are Randy and Adina leaving Jos, Nigeria, going to Kano, Nigeria, even though it's dangerous? Because God asked him to. Why did Joseph leave the safety and comfort of Hebron and go to his, his brothers in Shechem? He goes, dangerous, because God asked him to, because not God, because the father, Jacob, asked him to. Why did the Lord Jesus leave the safety and comfort of heaven to come, come, come to earth, even though it's dangerous? Because the father asked him to. That's the first beauty in the coat, the inward coat that Joseph was wearing. The second beauty that we see in Joseph's inward character coat is the beauty of loving those who hated him. You know, Jacob asked Joseph, see whether it be well with thy brethren and well with the flocks and bring me word again. The word well there is shalom. 
The word peaceably in a verse before, in verse in verse four, where it says that his brethren could not speak peaceably to him, it's the word shalom. They say so they, so they, they they couldn't say shalom to him, but he was supposed to go look, look for their shalom. So they hated him, and they could not speak peaceably unto him. In verse four, they hated him; they could not say shalom to him. But he sent to see if his brothers and the flock were in a state of shalom, even though they 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 couldn't say shalom to me, the the brothers because they hated him. I mean, the flocks probably could say shalom to to Joseph more easily than his brothers could, you know. All right, if we have peace with God, if we, we, no, we have peace with God. We have shalom with God. And and as it says in Romans 5, 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have shalom with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's only because of Colossians 1.20. The only reason where it says, and speaking of the Lord Jesus, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, having made shalom through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. See, God made shalom with us. He made peace with us when we were, Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What does that mean, sinners? Romans 5, 10 goes on, two verses later, Romans 5, 10 says, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. When we were sinners, when we were enemies, Christ died to save us. Joseph said, I seek my brethren. He said that when he was asked the question, what seekest thou? I seek my brethren when they were his enemies. That's the second beauty in Joseph's character coat. He loved those who hated him. Then the third beautiful color in Joseph's character coat is the beauty of leaving the comfort and the safety in order to go. When we see this part, this last part of verse 14, it says, he said unto him, go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren, with thy flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the veil of Hebron. You know, the word veil means valley. And this is the only place in Scripture where Hebron is spoken is called the valley. This is the only place in Scripture where it's called the veil, the veil or the valley of Hebron. And the valley means it's a beautiful place. It's bringing the idea to it. It's a protected valley. All is well. And he sent him out of this protected place. That one word sent in verse 14 becomes the most important word of his mission. Joseph sees himself. I've been sent by my father Sent becomes the most important word for the Lord Jesus Christ in his mission because he saw himself as one sent by his father. He said in John 10, 21, my father hath sent me. In Matthew 10, 40, he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. In John 17, 18, John 17, 18, thou hast sent me into the world. You know, it's just like the Lord is, is like running you know, he's got a message from the Lord. He's got, I got a message. And the message is a covenant. You know, I am the messenger of the covenant, the Lord Jesus. The covenant is a new covenant. The covenant is a new testament. The testament is we can have peace with God, Romans 5.1, through our Lord Jesus Christ. The testament is Romans 8.1. There's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Just imagine Joseph as a messenger coming from their father with a message of love from their father, a desire for them, come home, 
and come home to have peace, and, and I'm longing for you to return home. And then just imagine the Lord Jesus Christ coming as a messenger from God the Father with the same message, love from the Father, a longing for them to come home to the Father's house as their eternal resting place. That's the third beauty in Joseph's inward coat. The fourth beauty in Joseph's inward character, character coat is the beauty of not giving up because there's an obstacle. You know, now that Joseph has finally made it these hundred miles to Shechem, there's a problem. And we read about it in verse 15. You know, a certain man found him. Behold, he was wandering in the field, and the man asked him, what seekest thou? See, Joseph can't find his brothers. He's described as wandering in the field. I mean, he comes, I mean, I mean, he, he made it to Shechem. He, he went where he was told to go, and they weren't there. Now, here we can really feel Joseph's plight. I mean, Joseph is far from home. Joseph is, is alone. Joseph's been sent to find his brothers. Joseph can't find his brothers. This is a problem. And he's wandering around in a field, and a certain man just kind of sits back, and he watches Joseph, and he sees a man. He's frustrated. He's wandering around in the field. I mean, poor Joseph. I mean, he's discouraged because he can't find his brothers. What's he going to do? Because if he returns home, he knows how much this would disappoint his father. The father, he, he, he supremely does not want to disappoint his father. And, and Joseph can't bear the thought of coming home and having to tell his father that he couldn't find him. I'm terribly sorry, I can't find him. That's unthinkable for Joseph. He would rather die than to let his father down like that. So what we see in verse 15 with Joseph wandering in the field is a perseverance on Joseph's part to not go home empty. Joseph could not find his brothers, but Joseph was so persevering that he would not go back home without finishing the work that his father had sent him to do. See, Joseph was determined to finish the work. He was not gonna let this problem of not finding the brothers prevent him from finishing the work he was sent to do. If it would have been easy for Joseph. I mean, Joseph could have gone home, and I mean, but his father's instructions are very clear. In verse 13, Israel said unto Joseph, do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem. Come, and I will send thee unto them. So it had been very easy for Joseph to have gone home and to say, you sent me to Shechem. I went to Shechem. The brothers weren't there. I, I'm, so here I am, and I did what you told me to do, and I came home. I couldn't finish the work because, you know, they weren't there. And Joseph could have done that. He was told to go to Shechem. He'd find his brothers. He went to Shechem. They weren't there. That was it. And he would not be able to finish the work. But Joseph would not do that. He would not do that because he knew the work that his father had given him was to find the brothers. And he was determined to finish that work. And he's not going to let anything going to make him quit. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He was sent by God the Father to earth. He came to earth. It wasn't easy for him. You know, he could have returned to earth and said, oh boy, you know, you sent me to earth, I went to earth, but those people are crazy down there. You know, first they tried to kill me as a baby, then they didn't receive me as their king and Messiah, then they tried to stone me, then they tried to throw me over a cliff. I, I couldn't finish the work, the people are out of their minds. But, but the Lord Jesus would never have done that because he knew the work that God the Father had gave him to do. He was determined, I'm gonna finish it and not let anything make me quit. He lived for the day when he could say in John 17, 4, John 17, 4, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work 
which thou gavest me to do. Oh, we don't know how happy that made him to be able to say those words. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org.